As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our Friday morning podcast. Before I get to Steve Smith, who's going to make it into the Hall of Fame, I imagine, it's time for fake questions and real answers. We do this every Friday. These are questions I want to answer, but I don't want to have to wait for you to ask them to me. So I'm going to ask them to myself. Fake questions, real answers. First question. Dear Colin, which commissioner do you think did the best job handling the COVID pandemic? What a question. Listen, the typical answer is Adam Silver because he had to go in a bubble. But there's a commissioner I think had more guts, UFC Commissioner Dana White. Listen, when the pandemic started shutting everything down, leagues reacted differently as they should. Each league had its own unique set of circumstances. NFL, NBA, baseball have wide travel schedules, large rosters of athletes and staff. Now, the USC is different. Handful of fighters only needed one location. But what they really needed most was a commissioner that didn't run in fear. Anytime you are the first to do anything, you get the most blowback. It's easy to be second, third, and fourth. But Dana White stepped up. UFC was the first major sport to come back after the initial shutdown. Pac-12 ran in fear, suffered. Ivy League opted out of basketball, suffered. Dana White took a risk. Sure. Risk is an inherent part of business. So is courage. The question is, how do you handle it? Attack it, minimize it. And while others backed away, Dana White was relentless. A great quality for our athletes and our commissioners. Second question, dear Colin, 
Why are baseball ratings up 33% this year on Sunday Night Baseball when NBA ratings are down? Another terrific question. People always want to blame a lot of different factors. I think it's pretty simple. Fans want to see stars play the games. Live sports still work the way traditional TV has always worked. Viewers like me or you flip through channels, and we stop when we see a big star, a recognizable face. Last week, ESPN was promoting the Bucks lakers game. On the ad, the faces were Giannis and Dennis Schroeder. No offense to Dennis Schroeder, but I've seen DVDs in the bargain bin at Walmart with more star power. Right now, NBA's got a problem. You could build an all-star team out of players missing games. But in baseball, the season's young. The stars are healthy. And they're playing. And frankly, it's just better television. Third question. Dear Colin, why are you always talking about how great it is to live in California? Have you checked the tax rate or do you enjoy throwing away money? Yeah, I've checked the tax rate. It's like a luxury tax. You want to live in luxury? You pay a tax. There's a reason big name athletes want to come to play for teams in California. Matt Stafford had options. He wanted to come here. So did Kawhi and Paul George, LeBron and AD. Yeah, they pay more taxes, but they get with it beaches, mountains, perfect weather, access to the most powerful and influential people in sports and entertainment. That's got value. It's worth the price. Cincinnati's fine, but what do they do in the winter to attract stars? All they offer is deep freezes and four hours of sunlight. Now, you may say, why not Florida? Again, it's not California. It doesn't have our options, our entertainment. It doesn't have as many things to do. Their economic bandwidth isn't as wide. I mean, let's be honest about Florida. I got nothing against it, but your best friend in the summer is an air conditioner. Yeah, I pay extra to live in California. I'd rather pay less. But when I left Bristol and came to Fox, it was really clear. The quality of staff you can build in California is significantly better and deeper. The reservoir of talent here is remarkable. Fourth question, dear Colin, just admit you're a Sam Darnold homer. Everybody seems to know it's over for Darnold except for the Panthers and you. Listen, do you bail on a friend if he makes a mistake? Do you sell your 401k off when the market dips? You either believe in something or you don't. Sam Darnold's never been given a fair shake, in my opinion, and the opinion of Carolina and others. The reality is RG3 and Andrew Luck. Sometimes I'm willing to lose an argument for a year when I know I'm on the right side. RG3 inherited a much better team in the Shanahan's as coaches and a real running game. Andrew Luck inherited a crap sandwich in Indy. So for a year, RG3 looked superior. But in the end, I stuck to my guns, took heat, and over time, Andrew Luck was clearly better. It's like the stock market. Listen, I've been in it since 1989. It's crashed three times, maybe four. I generally double down because I believe in it. I believe the way to make money and have a nice retirement is real estate in the market. And I'm not going to move off that, regardless if it dips. Fifth question, dear Colin, how many friends do you have in business? Your business. You mean broadcasting? I have acquaintances and a handful of friends. But if you were in construction and you came home to your wife, would you want to be greeted at the door with somebody that had a hammer in their left hand and nails in the right? 
You were on a construction site all day. When I come home, I don't want to talk sports. I don't want to be greeted at the door by somebody in a Browns jersey, unless it's Baker Mayfield and we can have it out. The reality is, most of my friends are in the restaurant business. I got a buddy that's a stay-at-home dad. I got a buddy that's a bond trader. I don't want to talk about sports all the time. It's part of my life. I don't want it to be my life, and I love sports. My ex-wife and my wife, not sports fans. In fact, I've only ever dated one person in my life who would ever sit and watch sports with me, and that was only because she played college basketball and liked hoops. I don't know about everybody else, but if you worked on the stock market, would you want to come home all day and talk about the stock market? I do not. It's deliberate. Most of my friends are not in the business. All right, I'm going to bring on Steve Smith Sr., 15 years, five Pro Bowls, NFL Network analyst. He's actually a world traveler. I'm not joking. He has been to so many more places around the globe than I have. He'll talk about that in the podcast. Dude has been everywhere. I'm not joking. I'm not talking like Canada, Mexico. I'm talking like Peru and Asia. He's got crazy travel stories. Also, battled depression. Going to talk about that, kind of the dark hole he was in. We'll talk some football, his appreciation for Julian Edelman. Interesting cat, Steve Smith joins us. So we're about two weeks out from the draft. Uh, you were the 11th receiver taken. Your, your route was different. You were like Santa Monica, JC, Utah, Mountain West. And then you were the 11th receiver taken. What was your draft night or draft weekend like? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much, uh, it wasn't special. You know, that was, that was back in the day when, you know, the first three rounds was the, it was long, it was all day. Right. And you saw sitting around, sitting around, just waiting, you know, waiting for those other guys to get called. And then, you know, um, third, second round and then third round. So it was, it was a long night. I was on the West coast, you know, that's when it was used to be in New York. Uh, we weren't doing um, all the stuff we're doing now, where it's, you know, it's, it's rotating cities. Um, but, it, it, you know, I, I believe just like everything else, just like, you know, me and you, the sports world has has changed completely. Right. You know, it's, it's an event every every year. So uh, when you compare 2021, 2020 pandemic, 2019 to, you know, 19, 18 years ago. I mean, it's uh, it's uncomparable in in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I always ask guys this. So obviously, you show up first day in camp, and you can play, and you're a tough guy. You're not only a good player, but you're a t you're not going to be intimidated by it. I always think this is interesting. When you got to your first camp, and you looked at all the rookies, all the rookies you were surrounded by, did you know instantly, Steve? Two or three of them were not going to make it, and two or three of them were going to make it? No. It, as a rookie, I did not know that. Now, as I became a veteran, I, would, I had the innate ability to look in the room and say, you know, there's 12, 13 guys, you know, in camp. I knew we were going to carry six if there was a special guy, most likely five. We probably had to be, you know, it wasn't a lot to choose from, so we would go with four. I was able to look at it and go, he's going to make it. Obviously, I'm going to make it. He's going to make it. Nope. 
doesn't have a chance, and he's he's 50-50. And the reason I was able to read that and be able to see that had to do with and 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 it kind of it, it's harder to do it now for me being in the booth because what I really love, you know, in in your show, you do a great job with your show. You're on the West Coast. And so I grew up in the West Coast and I grew up in a in a place where you had to dissect process and a, the ability to evaluate an individual on that that first encounter, that first impression. And I was able to harness that in pretty good. I'm a, I feel like I'm a good people reader, but I've become really, it really creates my narrative of what I believe of that individual as I'm around them more and more and more. So if I'm sitting in a lot, if I'm sitting in, in, in meeting rooms, and then I'm watching and observing a guy like I do at the airport now, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever. You know, I sit there and people watch and I see a guy in the locker room. And I see how he acts. I see how he walks in in the morning. If I'm in my locker with my cup of coffee at 615 and this dude, he's supposed to be in a special team meeting at 730 and this dude strolls in at 720, 725 and he's scampering through. That tells me this isn't a profession for him. This isn't a career. So what his what what he's doing with this, you know, in our off time when we're playing cars, playing dominoes, when we're on the buses, but then when I see him constantly tardy, constantly barely making the meeting, because he maybe he didn't, he doesn't have an alarm clock, you know, because he uses his phone. Maybe he lives too far. Maybe you know whatever the case may be. For me, I go, this is your job, right? There's no other legal business that you can do and sleep well at night that you can make this type of money. And so when I see that and I see a guy and then I, you know, I watch him make mistake and mistake over and over, ah, this guy isn't going to make it. You know, it's interesting. You're, you're saying, Steve, that most of the guys that didn't make it in your career, it wasn't physical. It no. was like mental discipline that stuff it was the discipline it was the like i i i won't reveal a name so i you know i'll, I'll keep names out of it um like i remember seeing a guy he was like man i don't give an opportunity i'm not giving an opportunity i said why how do you feel like you're not giving an opportunity he's like well i'm not giving an opportunity because you know they'll give him a play he get five plays First play, he doesn't know where to line up. Second play, he actually knows how to line up, but he jumps off sides. Third play, he doesn't jump off sides. He knows where to line up. They throw him the ball, and he drops the ball. <laughs> right? And so that goes. And so he has five plays. He's made one decent play, and the rest of the four, it, you know, he's had a either an MA, which is a mental error. He just didn't perform. Or the corner jammed him up, or he just didn't get open, or he didn't get an opportunity. So, you know, I know I'm not a mathematician, but if you get five opportunities and you only kind of make one play, you know, and, that, and that's some of the stuff that happens. So I, I would talk to guys, and my philosophy when I played was I'm going to make a play a day, one play a day. 
And why that was successful is because the when I would go back and watch film, that one play that I thought was fantastic, it actually was just okay. But then the play that I thought was okay, was just okay, was actually fantastic. So now I got three or four plays. But my goal was to make one play a day. So when they turn on the field every single blankety blank day, 8-9 always made a play. Now, yeah, I had some errors. I made some mistakes. I had some Emmys. I dropped a pass or two. Or I did this. But they never said, I, they can never say, I never showed up. It is interesting. Do you, where do you think that comes from? Like you, you went to a junior college first, so you were overlooked and then you went to Utah. So you were overlooked by the, that was the mountain West at the time you played. So you got, I mean, shit guys were over overlooking you. Do you think that kind of, I mean, is that why you were so serious? Like you were tired of getting overlooked? No, I was serious because I was raised at a serious time. Like, that's just who, that's just, you know, now that I'm done and now, you know, even me and you talk, bro, I've, I've calmed down a lot. Like, I'm like, man, like my shirt right now says, I'll ride or die until about nine or so. <laughs> like, because I'm I'm actually a goofball. But I, I, I really don't give that off. I'm always serious. And my, my, my wife used to always tell me, she always say, baby, you can't fight every fight, right? And I'll be like, why not? Right? And so now I'm just kind of like, man, let it go. You know, enjoy life. You know those hot takes you post on social media? Well, now you can win up to $5,000 when you put those takes to the test on FanDuel. It's a new game called Over Under, and it's absolutely free to play on FanDuel. Here's how it works. FanDuel will set lines on things like total points or three-pointers made during every NBA on TNT broadcast. All you have to do is pick over or under for every prop. Your picks could win you a share of $5,000 during every contest. FanDuel's the exclusive home for over-under, and it's available in all 50 states, so you can play from anywhere. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com over-under and sign up now if you have not done so already, you create a new FanDuel account if you don't already have one. It takes less than two minutes to sign up. Then put your takes to the test during every NBA on TNT broadcast at FanDuel.com slash over under. They could be worth up to $5,000. Age and location restrictions apply. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my Hey, guys. Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places listen I when I think of you I think you're a hall of famer and I what I think about you and appreciate is you're tough and so and I made an argument for Edelman this week and I said listen man there's got to be more than one way to the hall of fame I said Jason Garrett has a higher winning percentage than Jimmy Johnson who's the better coach and I said Sandy Koufax only had three great years, but he was the best pitcher in the history of the game for three years. Mariano Rivera only has 82 wins, but the Yankees don't get a World Series with Joe Torre if he doesn't pitch the last outs. And so I look at Edelman and I say, okay, his numbers don't stack like Calvin Johnson, but when you played for the Patriots, Steve, there are no junkyards because with seven minutes to go, you lead and you're asked to block. You know, the Atlanta yeah. receivers trail. Shit, it's nothing but junkyards the last seven minutes and nine, 10, 12 games a year. So Edelman's toughness and ability to be great in big games means a ton to me. Yeah. I think of you similarly. You were better in big games. You were a physical presence. You would block. That's my argument for Edelman. You know there's guys in this league that are going to make the Hall of Fame 
and you and I know they they didn't like to block. They disappeared in big spots. You know, they used to say that about basketball players. Some basketball players hide from the ball with about three minutes left. LeBron doesn't. Kobe, but guys hide from the ball. Now, now Edelman's numbers are not yours. They're not great. But how do you look at Edelman as a guy that played in this league at a high level, was a pro bowler five times? You know, it's, it, it's funny you say this because, you know, when I when they ask me or when guys like you ask me, I am caught in the middle, which is very rare for me. Usually I'm either over here or over there. I'm very, I'm really in the middle. And I'm caught in the middle is because one, I respect the heck out of Edelman. I love his game. I love what he does. He goes in there. He's a technician. Um, you know, he, he has benefited from where he played. But here's the problem. He wasn't given that position. He earned it by working his way through. He, he, he mastered his craft. He used to be a quarterback. Not everybody can go from quarterback to, to wide receiver. Not everybody can go from wide receiver to corner, right? Not everybody can play corner and be a successful wide receiver. So with all that, understanding his body of work, what I really like about Edelman, which a lot of times people don't want to really talk about, which is – you know, we talk about some of these players um, in the league. We talk about what they did in the playoffs. But then they say, well, a guy didn't do that much in the regular season. And I agree. But then we talk about guys who have had a fantastic regular season. And unfortunately, not to their fault or their detriment, they never got an opportunity to play in the playoffs. But then what about the guys who have played in the playoffs? And didn't show up, right? And so when I look at Edelman, I just look at him from what I know and what I respect of wide receivers, and I respect them all. Now, I don't agree all of them are great. I don't believe all of them are, are Hall of Famers. I don't believe some of the whoever's are the top echelon um, that are on the laundry list of greats. I'm not going to say that this guy is better than that guy, but there are some guys where I'm like, okay, right? Because I am supposed to respect my elders and I shall respect my elders. But then I also look at Edelman and I go, I love his numbers and I love what he did when it counted the most. What you do in a regular season just builds you up to when you hit the playoffs and you're in a groove. And Edelman was always that guy you can count on. Yeah. You know, you, you talking about your wife, you, you were a, uh... You got more than a, a few scraps. The one with Aqib Talib was pretty funny. It's actually pretty legendary. And I love Aqib. He's a, he like you. He, he's he's just going to go right after you. Yep. What, was was uh, and Khalib was big. He was taller than he's a big corner. I mean, everybody's taller than me to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> was was there? You know, I, I I've asked players this before. I asked Greg Jennings once. I said, "Who was the corner you faced that didn't get any pub? That was great." And I think he mentioned the guy for the Vikings, Winfield. His son now plays for the Bucs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Antoine Winfield. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, he was smart. He'd call yep. out the routes. He knew it. He goes, I hated playing him. When you go back, uh, I remember a corner once telling me, Joe Jaravicious. Remember the wide receiver from Penn State, the tall yeah. dude? Yeah, I know. Uh, played at Cleveland, played at the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I had a corner once tell me, he's like, that dude was way faster 
He was a long strider. If yep. you didn't jam him at the line, if he, he was like a track guy. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ed McCaffrey, by the way, Christian's dad was like that. He was a track guy. Like yep. if he got running, he was you were in big trouble. Yeah. What, what, what? Go back to guys that you respected that maybe didn't get Pro Bowl love and didn't get. They're not going to be you, but this league, half the league, is undrafted, which is remarkable. Were there some badasses you played against that didn't get the love that gave you that jam you up that were tough? So here, so here's the thing that 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 sometimes people don't like this response, and it never really gets a lot of man. There were so many corners that gave me fits, and it was not because they were physical or they were this or they were that. It was the guys who under, understood their scheme, and when guys understood their scheme. Like a guy like Ty Law. I played Ty Law one time when he was with the Jets. And I had a play where I motioned inside and motioned back outside. And and, and that was to establish what it was. But it was also I was supposed to uh, block him. And we were running a toss. Ty knew that. And he undercut me and shot the gap and broke up the run. And I got Dan. And I remember Dan Henning, dog cussed me on the sideline, called up. And they answered the phone. You know, when Shannon Sharp, all you see are Shannon Sharp saying, hey, the president's calling. They told him to stick a fork in them. They done. You remember that? that, 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 that you remember seeing that? That yeah. was Dan Henney calling me. And it was never on camera. Blankety blank. What is you blanking? Do all this stuff, right? And so, and I'm using that as an example of, I remember I was playing New England Patriots the first time they, they I think they went on to win a Super Bowl. And Otis Smith is playing corner. <clears throat> and we run sprint right option and Otis knew it. And Chris Winkie throws it on the sprint right. I'm in a slot net and I go that way. And Otis, Chris Winkie throws it. Otis hit me. By the time Otis hit me, man, the ball was up in the air before he even touched my hands. Right. That's a guy who he understood the scheme, but he also understood the play. And so when I, and the reason I'm laying that out is as I got older, and I even look back now, the guys that got me always first have to, I looked at what was the coordinator like and then the player. Yeah. I remember I was in a slot one time and Carter, the the, the, cor- the corner that played in Kansas City uh, had, you know. Had Dale the, Carter. De- Dale yes, Carter. Dale Carter. Man, Dale Carter jammed me one time, and I was like in my second year with New Orleans, my second year uh, at starting wide receiver, and Dale was in a, I was in the slot. Dale was in the slot. Man, Dale jammed me so hard. He jammed me so hard and threw me down to the ground. When I got up, my face mask <laughs> was like this, right? Just things like that where Dale knew the coverage. He knew the route patterns. And so he knew getting speed get, to eliminate speed, get up on him. And Dale was 6'2", physical. And just those little things really said something to me. And so when, I, when you ask me that question, the answer is not which corner, is the scheme. Who was the coordinator? And then I can tell you the corner. Because yeah. the, the, the corner can play well in in one scheme, go to another one, and, and, and look like a bum. 
right? right. Like you, a great example of, of, of a guy, and I always remember Jason David. Remember Jason David had two first names. He played well in Indy, won a Super Bowl. Man, Indy plays him when he goes to New Orleans, get that big contract. And remember that first that first game? They ran, it was like a they ran a train on him. Let's just call it what it is. They they Marvin and Reggie were taking turns running around. So he gave up so many yards that year, right? But a scheme. Who was the coordinator? Jim Haslett. And Jim Haslett was always relying on, let me get a good corner and let me blitz you. Mike McKenzie, Al, Al Harris, uh, Ray Buchanan, Ashley Ambrose, right? Uh, uh, um, Eric Davis with Detroit and, and, and with San Francisco. Like so many different guys. Jimmy, Jimmy Hitchcock when he was with um, the Minnesota Vikings, right? Uh, Antoine Winfield as well. Uh, what he was able to do. Um, so it was a lot of different corners. I'm Brian Kelly from USC with Tampa Bay, and then Brian would get in your face, and then uh, Rondé would lull you to sleep playing that zone. So it, it it all varied, man. And and that's the thing that – that's the unsexy answer, but that's the football and the analyst in me where I'm just not going to tell you why this guy is good. I, I believe he's good, but he also understands understands defense and, and the defense coordinator un- understands him like Leslie Frazier, man. I played against Leslie so many times. I got to Baltimore. He was a DB coach, man. I pick Leslie's brain all the time on what he was saying. If I heard it, you know, Hey, don't bite on the first move. So what I would do, I would give the receiver, the corner, I would give a corner two moves and then get them on the third because they were said, don't bite on the first move. Well, if I give you the first move, you don't bite on it. Well, I give you the first move, I know you're not gonna, not gonna bite on. It. Then I give you the second move, so I give you the, the, I give you this the inside route, and I know you're not gonna bite on it, but I'm doing that to straighten you up, to even you, give you the outside move. You're gonna bite on it. Then I go back inside. I would always learn their rules, and then I would be a rule breaker. So I learn their rules use their rules against them to get open and understanding what coordinator it was to know how to do that because even a player would not go against the scheme. Right. You know Carolina really well. Some days I do. Uh, <laughs> I I actually think um, Darnold Fitz, Matt Rule, and Brady, Robbie Anderson. They want to be more of a big play offense, throw it down the field. Teddy's not a big arm guy. Sam's bigger, stronger, more athletic. He, he's more of a risk taker. I think it works to what level, I don't know. Um, but I would argue, I think Carolina's offensive talent outside of left tackle, it's pretty good. I think DJ yeah. Moore's a pretty good player. So, I mean, you, I'm sure you watched Carolina last year. Um, can they be viable? Can Darnold fit quickly? Will will is it a system you can learn quickly with Matt Rule and Brady? Well, what I love of why I think it's a good fit is because let's be honest, people are like, man, I don't I don't see it. I don't understand why you bring in Sam Darnold. That's stupid. The problem is, is is it fair to evaluate a quarterback that's on a team? That's on a team who is trying to get themselves together. The young man has been under duress from day one. 
It's not, it's not fair to him, right? You know, quarterbacks are one of these things. Quarterbacks, when they when winning quarterbacks get all the glory, and when losing, to to a certain extent, you know, sometimes they want to place blame. But it, it, but my blame is not the players. It's Rob, look how good Robbie Anderson has looked here in Carolina versus what he looked like with the Jets. Look at I want to see what Sam Darnold can do when he has time and not under duress. We have never seen a quarterback perform well under pressure, under duress. Probably one of the best young talents we got out here. And we just saw him run a play in the Super Bowl where he did not accumulate 497 yards. That's how many yards he ran around for his life in the Super Pat, Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in losing. So he did not accumulate 497 yards rushing. No, that's how many yards he ran around for his life, right? And, and that says something. So if Patrick Mahomes is not effective under duress, why in the Sam Darnold is he going to be un- effective under duress? How are you going to say, say, go five-step drop and three steps in your five-step drop? You're getting suplexed, and this is not WWE, SmackDown. Uh, another Carolina question. Uh, I've been critical of Cam, although I actually thought after COVID last year, he was pretty good. I thought down the stretch he actually played pretty well. Cam is always an interesting guy. So in my life, quarterbacks, the great ones, have usually been pretty stoic, professional, adult. Cam comes in. He's a big personality. He's a lot of flair. He's got a lot of fashion. He's got big opinions. He's different. He's young. He's youthful. And I remember thinking, it's just, is he a, is he the personality of a quarterback? But obviously he got to a Super Bowl. Um, why don't you think it worked longer in Carolina? I mean, who gets the blame? Cam Cam never had back-to-back winning seasons, but he had you. He had good – they usually had pretty good defenses. Ron Rivera's a pretty good head coach. In the end, you look at Cam and Carolina. What went wrong? You know, honestly, it, that's a hard it, that's a hard answer. And, and the reason why it's a hard answer is kind of like where sometimes it's hard to answer why a team isn't or isn't where they should be when I'm an analyst – especially in COVID, not allowed to get into the, you know, get into training camps and OTAs and talk to the to the general managers and coaches and, you know, kind of get the ins and out of how, how things are going, right? And the reason I'm saying all this is when I was let go in Carolina, I was in my 13th year. When Cam was drafted, I had just turned, I think, 30-something. So... The Cam, you know, and people always, they, they always thought I was evading it. And I, but here's the thing. The Cam Newton that I see today, he wasn't a father when we played. He wasn't a, he wasn't a league MVP. There were things in his life that changed. And so I can't sit here and say, man, I know Cam when I don't. And to be honest, in a month, I'll be 42. Cam doesn't know soon to be 42, Steve Smith. You know why? Because I barely know 42-year-old Steve Smith. And I think it's, and I don't think it's appropriate for me to say this is why, because the last three years when I was in Baltimore and then after I retired, I wasn't around anyone 
I just can't anyone. I haven't been in that locker room on a consistent basis for eight hours out of six months for seven years. It is no way that I can sit here and say that I know why it went wrong with Cam Newton. Then when you get a new head coach, you also get a new general manager, a new owner, like a lot of moving parts, new president, all that stuff. And for me to say this is what I know and why it went wrong, I just don't do it like some of these other guys do it on TV where they'll say, you know, this is why. Because honestly, I don't know. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You know, you say you watch film. If you go look since 20. 10, I think it is 11 years, there has been like 130 quarterbacks drafted. Mm. 11 have hit. 11 are Mahomes, yeah. Josh Allen. Um, you know you know who they are. Mm-hmm. 11 out of 130. When you watch film on all these young quarterbacks, are we all just guessing or are there one or two you do look at, Steve, and go, that's just going to work? To some degree, you are guessing because here's the problem. Let me show you my uh, this, this is my book information right here. And here's all that paperwork says. The name, college, year, age, position, honors, 20-yard shuttle, hands, bench, 40-10, vertical jump, bent, broad jump, stats, injuries, views, strengths, weaknesses, summary, final grade. You know what's missing on that paper? because they don't have a machine or a stat to do it, heart. You can't measure a young man's heart by what he does in a vertical. You can't measure a man how he deals with adversity, right? And, I, and, and, and here's a great example. And people killed me about Josh Rosen. You remember my little tangent t- yeah. on Josh Rosen? You know, you know what I, you know, I feel like I'm a Catholic priest right now. Cause it's a lot of people ain't saying nothing. Where is Josh Rosen right now? What roster is he on? He's the fourth receiver. With guess what number pick? Number three pick, the San Francisco 49ers. You think Josh Rosen is going to be staying with the 49ers? He he was so classy and he went down to to. To, to Miami, and then they got Tua. Well, before Tua, they gave him a job, and he got out there for a quarter, and he did exactly what he did in Arizona. You know, people got on me about that. And they say, oh, Steve is this, and Steve's a hater. He's the, he's the uncle that, man, I just saw that this was a young kid. When, he, when they got, here's what I'll say, not, he, he, you can't, that paperwork doesn't have heart. And this is the era I'm from. When they, when they drafted Kyler Murray, instead of Josh Rosen unfollowing Kyler Murray, unfollowing the Arizona Cardinals, I would have loved a tweet that says, hey, Kyler, see you in the morning. He should have been early up at Arizona to establish, I may lose my job, but I'm not going to lose it without a fight. 
because this is the same kid when they drafted him. What did he say? You made, you made nine mistakes prior to me. If that ain't putting your stuff on the, on, the, on the desk, I don't know what is. And then all of a sudden, a little bit of adversity come, and I get to see that your Kool-Aid valve came a, 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 a loose on your heart. This is, a, this, this is a career. They have a draft every year. For my 16 years, they had a draft. This is, it was the same time every year. And they and when a team drafts someone, they they are saying maybe not to me, but somebody on the squad. Hey, we drafted this left tackle. They're either going to cut you, or they're going to say this left tackle is either going to take your job, or we're going to give you this left tackle, this rookie, your job. And you can either let them, or you can go down swinging. And most of these young boys, emphasis on boys, go out. They don't go out swinging. They go out tweeting. And that's that's the thing that some of these young men, man, look, hey, they're getting recruited as being the best player in the world, ranking out of high school, then in college. And then they get to walk the red carpet next in a couple of weeks. And then what happens? Some little adversity come in. What is the first thing they do? I'm going to unfollow you on Twitter. That, that's that's how they do it. Yeah. Well, to your point, a lot of guys don't face adversity. You, you've you actually been really honest about shit. When you played, you you said you struggled sometimes with depression. Yeah, yeah. Most guys don't want to, most guys don't want to talk about that. And so you had some personal battles. Um, and I don't know if it's a, it's a family history. I've had people in my family that have struggled with that. You would think you're great. Good looking guy, smart, successful. You appreciate that. Yeah. You so now that you're working out and, and, and looking a little fitter, you, you can tell the handsomeness of me. I like it. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because I wouldn't think, I mean, you were always a guy that was just resilient, tough, making catches, pro bowls. When did you honestly, Steve, was there a moment for you in Epiphany when you're like, I need to see a therapist? <clears throat> there's something there's something I can't I can't I can't get my arms around by myself. Well, what happened was back in 2003, I was already, I had already had a sports psychologist, a, a guy who was working with golf players. And so I already had a sports psychologist that I was working with. So um, visualization is, was always there. Um, daily goals, monthly goals, short term, long term, had all that stuff already mapped out and, and, and went through that. I had a whole routine. Um, look at looking at my film as data with no emotions, right? I had all that stuff and, I, and, and it was built in me, but I struggled because I was so geared towards data, P&L, profit or loss. Was I creating enough passive income for my family by playing? So when, I can, when I'm done playing, I can sit back and enjoy life, right? So my mind was always going. I was either always on or always off, right? And so, and, and, and just having that pressure, right? And so for me, what happened is I, I didn't know and didn't realize the pressure I was putting on myself. It was causing me to not really enjoy the journey because of my, the way I was raised and what I went through and what I experienced, right? And it's something that I just connected the dots with is by the age of 18, I felt pretty 
insignificant. It was in me. I felt already insignificant. So for me, playing ball was me playing ball. I always wanted to play ball. But outside of playing ball, I was always trying to figure things out. Things didn't always equal up or make sense. So, it, it, you know, I, I struggled with that. And then you you add not addressing it, you playing ball, keep suppressing it, keep suppressing it. And I just struggled with it. And so when I started doing counseling, just not for when I stopped doing counseling on the sports and I just started doing counseling on figuring things out, I started going backwards and I was going, oh, because I was always uptight. Right. And, you know, I remember when I tore my Achilles in Baltimore. You know, and I'm and I'm on, you know, the the, the medication from 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 the surgery. And man, I remember and I and I remember and I was like, and I woke up like in the middle of the night. And I remember saying, man, if I would have just caught these passes, and you know, when you have after surgery, you're always kind of that medicine does some stuff to you. Right. And I remember I was able to recite. When I woke up in the middle of the night, I was able to recite every ball that I dropped. And if I didn't drop that ball, I wouldn't be playing right now. I would not be playing right now. That means I would not have torn my Achilles because I would have had those thousand receptions. So you were just eating yourself up. In the hospital room. And... If I would have got those thousand receptions, I would have quit playing last year, the year before. And so then I wouldn't, you know, you see what I'm saying? And so I just went down the rabbit hole and the, the medication I was on, it had me just like, I was like, I mean, if this is, if this is the, the memories and I was just like, I was, I was in it. I mean, way out. I got a dog, but. And you ever seen a dog digging in the dirt? That's where I was. I was digging through the dirt and the mess. And I was getting filthy inside my head, inside my heart of where I was. And, and I was just like, man, this, this ain't good. And so that's why when I stepped away, I stepped away really my 16th year. I was like, man, I didn't want to go play for another team. I didn't want to keep, you know, being away. Um, well, this year I'm in Baltimore for three years and I go play two years somewhere else and play maybe another year. And it's like, man, decide what you're going to do. And so that, that's, that's one of the reasons why. And that's, and that's what I was able to figure out. And so it was like, you know, do, did I want to play? Yeah. But wanting to play and understanding I needed to stop playing. That was more important. Yeah. Do you miss it? Miss what? Just do you miss the camaraderie, the dudes? You know, not really. Because here's the thing. I made myself unapproachable to where I had this guard up where I didn't want friends. Because I didn't I, I was here to do one thing is play ball. I wasn't here to be if I wasn't here to be your friend. Because when I turned it on on the light switch and I played ball and go against defenders, I don't give a fuck about your family. I don't care how your wife and his kids are doing. I'm here to kick your ass. Bottom line. Yeah. And so having that, you know, and then when I got to Baltimore, I realized, man, just slow down a little bit. And, and so that's where it wasn't Baltimore was a such a significantly better place. 
I was in a better mind frame. Justin Forsett, great guy. Anthony Levine, great guy. Um, Thomas Davis, great guy. Um, Mike Tolbert, great guy. I mean, so many great, fantastic players that I played with. But I, they didn't really, I didn't appreciate or make them feel appreciated because I was just so focused on kicking ass and taking names that I was tough to be around. But I was okay being alone because alone fed into the anger of playing ball the way I played. Yeah. Yeah. The um, you're you're a pretty um, adventurous traveler. I ran into you at a restaurant in yeah. LA, and you just got back from South Korea, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. So you said you go on big trips. You like to go on big trips. Give me a country that's underrated and yeah. one that's overrated. <sighs> underrated, Costa Rica. There's two areas you can fly into Liberia, which is a Papagayo. That's that area where the Ritz Carlton and and and, yeah, and yeah. off there. That's fun. But then there's Haco Beach um, that you fly into San Jose. Now that's like two and a half hour drive from the airport. That place was fun. We loved that. That was like a safer version, cleaner version of Mexico. Um, so love both of those. My family tell you right now, uh, I love I love Costa Rica. We've been there twice, and every time we talk about trips, I throw in Costa Rica every time. Like, every time. Now, where did you go and you thought when you came home, that wasn't as good as the brochure? Nigeria? Nigeria. No, Nigeria was okay. Lagos. Uh, no, Lagos, Nigeria. Um, 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 Togo Lome. Uh, it, yeah, Togo Lome was interesting. Now, where is Togo Lome? So Togo Lome is um, is a French colony. Um, you have to fly into when you fly into um, into there. You generally lay over in Paris, and then Ghana is in the middle. My best friend is from Ghana, and then uh, from there we flew from Ghana, then lay over to. Nigeria, which is an English colony. So they don't do French and English don't fly together. You gotta, you gotta have a level. <laughs> um, so Paris was good. For me, honestly, Paris is a dirtier version of New York. And I don't now what I love about Paris is in London is the coffee, right? But man, I hate the fact in Paris, like you'd be in a restaurant or out on the out, you know, outside, and man, people are smoking cigarettes like, man, like they chewing gum. You know, so I I really didn't like Paris. So. Good stuff, Steve Smith. You gave us like uh 50 minutes there. That was a lot of time to talk, buddy. I appreciate that. No problem, man. So what are you going to go, by the way, so this will air Friday morning, Thursday night, you got a big uh, date with your wife tonight. What do you got? Um, well, today we're having, we usually do it on Tuesday. She wasn't, she really wasn't up for it. We usually do taco Tuesdays. Um, and then after we do that, since it's later, uh, we're probably going to take the dog on a walk. And since we've taken a dog on a walk, 
Um, I usually psychologically, I let the dog poop in the front in the pine needles because that makes me clean it up because no one, no, no homeowner wants people coming over their house. Their front <laughs> yard is full of dog shit. Right. So it trains, it makes me pick it up. So about once it's about this time It's either between Thursday, Friday or Saturday, I literally go out there and I got the doggy bags and I pick up dog shit and that's keeping it real. I mean, that, that's, that's what I do. Because if you were to come over my house and you'd be like, and you just waiting as for us to open the door and you look to the right and be like, bro, he, he got like four or five dog shit. He, I can't imagine what the house looks like inside. <laughs> right. That's what I think. If he's not picking it up outside, God knows what is hidden inside. That's what my buddy who owns a restaurant says. He said, make your bathrooms clean. Because if people use your restaurant bathrooms and it's dirty, they think, what's the kitchen look like? Thank you. So that's why. Good seeing you, buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. That was Steve Smith Sr. Follow us at The Volume Sports, Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe. We're having fun. Keep joining us. Appreciate it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. 
with an STP extended life oil filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.